somehow we've managed to overcomplicate every area of our lives, including how to simplify them. And in the meantime, we've forgotten entirely that it's actually possible to live the life of our dreams and that it's completely unnecessary to live up to the expectations of others. I'm Hilary Ladd, and you're listening to the Be Notorious podcast, my sometimes way too philosophical ramblings about mundane, real-life shit like decluttering, grocery shopping, and following your dreams. I feel like I have to make a confession. <laughs> like, like, I feel like I have been deceiving you in some ways because... I talk a lot about decluttering and the process of decluttering and, you know, like the practical things to do with dealing with this practical problem of too much stuff and having to figure out what to keep and what to get rid of so that you can manage your own life (laughs) without feeling overwhelmed by a really long to-do list and a whole bunch of distractions. Let's kind of what it all comes down to. And see, the thing is, is that I just think that decluttering without having um, an idea of the purpose of your life and the direction you want to move in, I feel like decluttering is kind of vain. (laughs) Like, Like it's not... A bad thing, and I think that it's like certainly um, beneficial, regardless of whether you know what you want out of your life, whether you're using decluttering as a tool to achieve your goals. But if you're if you don't have a goal in mind and you're just decluttering, then gosh, I just think that must be really hard to like trust your own choices. I think the biggest thing with this generation, these multiple generations that are existing right now is we're just like um, all still dealing with the baggage of our forefathers in some ways, you know, like um, I'm a millennial. My parents are boomers, I guess. That seems weird to say. I've never said that before. But anyways, that generation And then the generation right before that, they were experiencing war times. And so like our parents were raised in the generation of people who were really afraid of scarcity because they had experienced scarcity and they had more tendencies to sentimentalize a lot of stuff because it meant so much to them to be able to have it in the first place. Um, And that has kind of passed on in a strange way to the next generation where rather than like feeling so lucky to have all of this stuff because we didn't have it before, we're feeling guilty for having all this stuff and we don't know what to do with it. And so that's why I think it all comes down to so much of your own personal goals for your life. And this is why 
having a why is so important because um, we've gotten confused by this cookie cutter world that we live in into thinking that there is a certain standard or a certain number of boxes to fill or fit into um, in order for us to be successful. And, and I think that we have forgotten how um, success and happiness, I think, should be maybe the same thing. Like, I don't know, I'd love to know what you think success is because I've been really working hard on redefining that word for myself because I had been uh, just ticking off the boxes for a while there and it led me to uh, living in a bungalow in the suburbs and climbing the corporate ladder at Starbucks. Like, (laughs) that's not me, but I felt successful but I was really unhappy. And so when I left, I had to redefine success for myself because I really just wanted to be happy. And um, I wasn't, I was really, really sad. And so this is why I feel like maybe I have a confession to make or something because Um, The more honest I'm getting with myself about my why in all of this and like what my goal ultimately is with this project of Be Notorious, it's that um, I don't want people to feel alone or sad or ashamed or guilty or stuck or any, oh my gosh, there's just like so many terrible things that we all feel regularly, but it's so scary to talk about. And so this is like one of the things that I'm feeling drawn to in the self-help industry right now, which is something that I never thought I'd say because I always look down on it and thought that it was a ridiculous industry and it was for uh, sad people. (laughs) Now I'm like, oh, I'm one of the sad people. We're all one of the sad people. Like we all have something that we feel so terribly sad about in ourselves. Like this wound that is um, sometimes makes us like a little bit pathetic. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I simply mean that we all blow our shit out of proportion. We all blow our shit out of proportion. And I totally blow my shit out of proportion. Like I was pissed off this morning because I had been up all night with the kids and then like Evan slept in this morning and I didn't. And I was like so exhausted and so jealous 
um, that I was having arguments with him in my head all morning and like trying to justify my own behavior, which was like pathetic, like slamming doors and like throwing things in the sink. Like that's pathetic. (laughs) And I mean that like almost like as a term of endearment, because I just want to like grab myself by the shoulders and say, Hillary, snap the fuck out of it. Like he works hard too. If no one's getting enough sleep right now, just like stop blowing it out of proportion, like grow up <laughs> and get on with your day and figure out how to make space for yourself later today so that you don't have to feel resentful that you didn't get to sleep in. (laughs) And it took me a little while. It took me like a couple of hours to get myself out of that like mindset where I wasn't being a pathetic pouty child about the fact that I was up all night and I didn't get to sleep. And I was like going to, I was going to let that ruin my day. And I just, you know, I've made a lot of progress because two months ago, that same stupid, ridiculous, unessential, unimportant moment would have sent me completely spiraling to the point where I just wanted to die. So correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really remember like social studies or history classes or any of those things, but like the industrial revolution, we thought that was going to make life better for ourselves, right? Like for more leisure, we thought it would give us a more leisurely life to make machines that could do our jobs for us. And instead... I think we got maybe a little bit overwhelmed by all of the amazing things that we're capable of accomplishing as a human race. And it's like we forgot that what we were seeking was an easier life, like a more leisurely life. And we got into this game of continual growth. And now we're exhausted. And I just think that this is why I feel so strongly about simplifying our lives and creating space in our lives and why it's so important to meditate and take time away and take time to be in nature and take time to be quiet and take time to have face-to-face conversations with our loved ones and random people at the bar. Like it's so important for us to connect with other humans because we've gotten ourselves to this place where we're living our lives at such an incredible pace that we can throw a load of laundry into a machine and press buttons and then like come back a few hours later and it's dry and we like struggle to make time to fold those clothes and put them away because that feels like a waste or that feels like too much time. And 
the hilarious thing is like when I do take steps to live a slower life and um, like I mentioned before, I love hanging out laundry to dry and it's like, it's because it's this like menial task that requires a little bit of patience and a little bit of attention and you can be mindless while you're doing it. And it's like we've eliminated all of these moments in our lives where we have these like slow, mindful tasks that allow us to have a break. And we have filled every single uh, opportunity for a break with some other obligation. And pair that with the fact that we don't actually know what we want anymore and we haven't even asked ourselves that question in way too long. And that's just a recipe for a really unfulfilling life. So I'm doing all of this thinking about the word abundance and trying to wrap my head around this concept that just seems like super flaky and ridiculous to my logical brain, but like also very intriguing to this like part of my soul that's like, yeah, but there's got to be more than this, right? Like it's got to be better. This can't be it. And so I'm like in between um, scoffing and like desperation (laughs) over here. This is where I find myself in the middle of scoffing and desperation when it comes to abundance. And I need to define it for myself in a way that I can understand and like practically apply to my life. And so here's where I've gotten to on my like third day of like really consistent thought about abundance is that, okay, so if abundance is the idea that there is enough for everyone, there's enough to go around, we don't have to hoard for ourselves, we don't have to worry for ourselves, we can give generously and trust that there is enough to go around and we can one person's success doesn't take away from my success and that I am enough and that it's all a journey and to be grateful for what we've got. Like these are the kind of things that I'm kind of piecing together when it comes to what abundance is. And that all like sounds good to me. It sounds really good. And so when I think about how I can apply that practically to my life, I'm like, well, I don't know, like, that seems like a whole lot of, like, setting alarms in my phone to remind myself that I deserve success and happiness and fulfillment, and that I am so grateful for every freaking breath, and that I am enough just the way I am. Like, I literally have alarms set on my phone to go off at certain times of the day so that on my screen pops up saying, you are enough just as you are. And 
now it's just kind of getting annoying because like I know my phone is going to ring at 4.30 and then I have to find it. And then the snooze thing is going off forever. And really, it's just a reminder for me to take my vitamins. But like that practical application isn't working for me right now because it's it's not enough to draw me out of the angst that I can experience um, because I'm tired and overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, like I recognize that all of this stuff in my life right now is totally amplified because I'm exhausted and overwhelmed and I am in the early days of being a mom and I know that I have so much to learn and that it changes drastically, um, you know, 10 years from now, obviously, and that I will look back on this time and think, whoa, yeah, you should have cut yourself some more slack, probably. (laughs) Anyways, what I did today as a way of practically applying the idea of abundance in my life was that, you know what? I got ahead of my work schedule this week. I am on top of things for my job and on top of things in the house pretty well. And I don't, nothing is pressing today. Nothing's pressing today. And so I just gave myself permission to like have a pass. Like I, even like last night as I was writing in my planner, like just trying to plan out my day, um, I looked at it and there was like only two things on it. And one of them got canceled because of the storm. And one of them is not until 8.30 tonight. And it's something I'm really looking forward to. And so it's like I... I didn't even get around to like saying what I was going to do today. And so I just kind of like took it as um, a freebie. (laughs) So today I, I don't know, I didn't put a bra on. I'm wearing my like, (laughs) Evan calls it my ninja suit or something. (laughs) It's just like black on black long johns. And I'm wearing my coat inside the house because it's, stormy out and I stepped outside for a minute of fresh air and um I just didn't bother taking my coat off when I came inside and I have a chocolate bar in my pocket that I'm just like breaking off pieces and eating all day I'm just like really leaning in and giving myself permission for great leisure today I have had like multiple cups of coffee and just like eating toast with marmalade all day. (laughs) Like, yeah, except I cut my finger with a serrated bread knife and it was like my skin was so dry that the blood didn't even like seep out for like what felt like 30 seconds. (laughs) And I mean, I just, I'm really dehydrated. (laughs) My skin is so dry because it's winter. Anyways, um, that's us on the side right there, but I'm just like, I decided that instead of eating chocolate and probably drinking scotch soon and watching TV all day and cuddling with my kids and playing and whatever, like eating toast, maybe like making pizza for dinner, like 
I like I was probably going to do all of those things, those same activities, those same actions out of a place of being pathetic and sad for myself and um, feeling bad about myself and guilty and ashamed. Like I could come at all of those actions from that and from a place of like not treating myself well and not working on myself and not, you know, like doing my hair and feeling ready for the day. Yeah. I decided to just come at it from the opposite direction and be like, yeah, okay. So like, let's lean in. Like how, what can you enjoy? Like Evan bought you that chocolate bar like a week ago and you haven't eaten it. So you know what? Like you go girl, you get that. You know what? You want to eat toast all day long? Yeah. Let's make another pot of coffee. Let's get some hot chocolate up in here. Like let's um, cozy up and watch Full House all day just because we can and it's a snow day. And yeah, okay, maybe you should also remember to drink some water in that. That would probably be really good. So like you can eat that whole chocolate bar, but maybe drink some water also. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I'm feeling like this is a practical application of abundance because if I am coming at life from the perspective of knowing that there is enough and that I don't have to run myself ragged and that we've created um, automated things in our lives that allow us to have leisure so that, you know, we don't have to bust our ass every day to grind the grain, to make the bread, to go get the eggs from the chickens. Like, I mean, I, that all sounds really great to me, but like, you don't take a vacation from that, you know, like that's just a slow life and you live at that pace and you're always at that pace. And I think there's something beautiful to that, but like, it's not, it's not where I'm at right now. Like I buy my eggs from Costco. So <laughs> But um, I just think that we don't take advantage of the fact that we can just relax for a minute. And instead of feeling bad about it, just like enjoying every fucking second, knowing that you're going to get up tomorrow and do your yoga and all of the things. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, I'm doing the exact same thing as I would have, but I am feeling really great about it. (laughs) And that feels so much better than beating myself up. So when I think about, like, personal growth and our capacity to learn and create and invent, amazing things like humans are fucking crazy amazing and uh we just keep on coming up with more shit like there's no limit to the new ideas that we're capable of having (laughs) but like 
we're also exhausted because we've forgotten that like our personal worth doesn't come through achievement, but like through existing (laughs) and that we have value simply because we exist (laughs) and that we were created. And it's funny to say things like that because like I lived in the charismatic Christian world for like the better part of a decade. And so like when I say stuff like that, it, it sounds so similar to like, old churchy Jesus, Holy Spirit things to say. And a part of me like wants to believe it less because it sounds reminiscent of that time of my life, but it doesn't make it any less true. Like this isn't associated with any religion or philosophy or anything. Like if anything, this is like the common thread through every set of beliefs is that we are enough and that love is so important and that we should love ourselves and that we should love other people. And God, I have so much baggage with God (laughs) cause I just think like where the fuck did we go wrong with the golden rule to the point where it's like just cool to say that the order of importance of people in the world goes Jesus, others, you, and that spells joy. (sighs) Like, I fucking lived by that and I thought it was going to bring me so much fulfillment and instead it just like left me empty (laughs) and broken and like a total shell of a human. But I was still so bent on making sure that everybody else was okay that I couldn't even like own up to the fact that I was struggling and that I was afraid that I had made a mistake and that I was not happy with the way my life was going. And it's like, I never felt like I was allowed to say any of those things. And so I just internalized it all. And when I did finally have time to really think about my life without the distractions of all of the achievements I had to make, because I was like on Uh, you know, workers' compensation and dealing with chronic pain. Like I just thought and thought and thought and finally got honest with myself. And that's why it looks like I just snapped. Like, (laughs) like I became unhinged when I left because I didn't feel like I was allowed to be honest about the fact that I hated my life. And that's not just on me, you know, like, and that's not just on you. And that's not just on them. Like it's all of us. We have got to figure out how to let ourselves have ups and downs without judging 
either one. And acknowledging both the ups and the downs as part of moving forward. You're not going forwards and backwards. You're always moving forward. And the ups and downs are just part of that. And this is where I feel like is the most important place ever to not be an all or nothing person is with personal growth. Like you're either going to like not grow as a person or you're going to like exhaust yourself from growing as a person. Like where's the happy medium there? Like don't feel like you can't start because you haven't yet. (laughs) And don't feel like you can't stop. Like don't feel like you can't start and don't feel like you can't stop. Like this isn't about perfection. It's not about never being frustrated or about never struggling. It's about struggling with the right things. It's about struggling with things that really matter to you. And then coming out on the other side with a better answer. Like life is full of ups and downs. We should choose which ups and downs we want to have. Because if we know we're going to have to have them both, like, let's just embrace it instead. Like, oh, I just, we need to stop even considering ourselves ever as failures because Failing isn't something that you are. It's something you do at something. Like, and that's like, it doesn't matter. Like you failed math. Like I failed math three years in a row. Like, well, that's not true. I dropped out of math and school and whatever. I went back. It's fine. But like, (laughs) you're not a failure. You're just not amazing at everything. (laughs) Can you live with that? All right, I'm going to bring it all home with a little chat about minimalism and um, why I think that some people get it wrong. I'm just going to say it. I think some people get it wrong. (laughs) But in my humble opinion, minimalism is not about not having a lot of stuff. It's about having the right stuff, the stuff that propels your life forward rather than keeping you stuck in the past or stuck standing still. Like like I said earlier, it's not about getting rid of stuff so that your house looks nice all the time. Because my house looked pretty nice all the time and we didn't have a lot of stuff and I was really unhappy there. And I would be, it's safe to say that there's a plenty of people out there who live in beautiful houses and are very unhappy. And so that's not the point. The point of minimalism, and maybe this is a good place to bring in the term essentialism, the point of essentialism is having the right stuff that helps you move forward in your life. And the way to know 
what to get rid of and what to keep can only come from having clarity about what you want your life to look like and where you want to go and what goals you want to achieve. Because then you'll be able to hang on to the stuff that's going to help you get that. And it'll be easier to let go of the stuff that isn't part of the plan anymore. And that's not to say you have to get rid of it all. I think that there's a really valid point to having keepsakes, but make them keepsakes, you know, like if a t-shirt, like sometimes a t-shirt isn't a t-shirt anymore. Sometimes a t-shirt is a keepsake. And I have this big trunk that I've been lugging around for the last five years. And like, I got it when I left um, my husband, when I, when I got divorced, I got this big trunk and I put all of the stuff that was in our house that wasn't necessarily practical, but was stuff that I still wanted to keep. And so now over the years, I have continued to add stuff to it. And every now and again, I take something out and I get rid of it. Um, but like once every year or two, I'll sit down with a bottle of wine and I'll go through that whole trunk and I'll read all of the old love notes and letters and cards and journals and look at pictures and look at whatever t-shirt I used to wear when I was 22 all the time. And, you know, like I keep stuff like that. I just keep it in one place so that I'm not having to face all of that every day. I think that keeping keepsakes keeps us grounded and that you need to make sure that it's not a distraction from where you want to go. So if I was to give you any practical tips from this enormous ramble I just had, it would be one, get yourself a trunk and you're allowed to keep whatever you can fit in it. (laughs) But go through it regularly and you'll be surprised by what you're ready to let go of and what you're not ready to let go of. And that's okay. It's part of you. And then the second practical tip is just pour that glass of scotch and eat the chocolate bar and enjoy the damn thing. Stop feeling guilty about it. And then get up tomorrow and do your damn life the best way you know how. You've been listening to the Be Notorious podcast. I'm your host, Hilary Ladd, and I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review. And if you do, I'd love for you to then take a screenshot of it and send me an email at hilary at benotorious.ca and I've got something special for you. Um, Also, just a big thank you because... That's the only way for people to find this podcast, and I would really love to share it with a lot of people. So if you've enjoyed listening to it, I'd love if you would tell others. Thanks. Have a good day.